When you hear the term environmental waste, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Did you think of the fashion industry? If so, you're on the right track. In this episode, we're breaking down how the mass production and consumption of clothing has quickly become one of the leading causes of pollution in the world, and how this change in environment has become a major contributor to the rising popularity of secondhand shopping. Warning, you're going to hear the F word a lot, fast fashion. Don't worry, this episode isn't all doom and gloom. Although we do examine the daunting humanitarian and environmental impact of fast fashion, we're also sharing some practical solutions that will help us reduce waste and make this world a better place. Hint, thrifting is one of them. Keep listening for episode 18 of Allow Us to Rethrift Reduce Ourselves. Welcome back. I'm so excited to be back on the podcast. How are you doing, Dina? I'm good. Yay. We have a heavy topic today. Yeah, I'm kind of nervous about talking about it because I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that know way more than we do, and we're just going to touch the tip of the iceberg, but I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah. Fast fashion part of it, um, I've heard the word, I've heard the term a thousand times, but I've never really delved into the topic before, and now I'm kind of feeling guilty about my purchases. Um, As I was thinking about this episode, the thing that I kept coming back to over and over again was awareness building. The best way to start is by building awareness. Right. And I don't think a lot of people know about it. You really have to do your research. Yeah. You know? Yeah. All right. I have a couple quick announcements. Uh, One of the most common questions I get on the blog is, where do you like to thrift? So I've had a guide of my favorite thrift stores in the area. It's it's been around for a while, but I have updated it with some new stores. So um, if you're already signed up for the mailing list, you'll get it in the next email. If you are not signed up for the mailing list, uh, you can sign up and we'll send it to you right away. You'll get it immediately in your inbox. And I also updated my thrifting guide for um, shopping for the essentials. So if you're looking to build sort of a capsule wardrobe or you want to thrift your the kind of like the bare essentials, I'm talking like the sweaters and boots and tees and jackets and all that. Um, if you're not really quite sure where to start, this guide has images. So all you have to do is take a screenshot of it and go to the thrift store and buy these things that you'll wear dozens of times. That's perfect. I yeah. love having a picture of things so I don't have to actually envision it myself. Yeah. And I can just go and kind of look for a similar item and I don't have to think, is this the exact same type that I liked? But it's shown like I have a picture right in front of me. I know exactly what I like and what I want. That is that's so good to hear because before the the list I created um, really to save time was just a list of essentials that I wear all the time that mm-hmm. I've been wearing for years. And then I then I thought about that. I'm like, I feel like it would make it easier for people if they had pictures with it yeah. to go along with it. So I, again, if you're signed up for the mailing list, I already sent that out actually in the last newsletter. If you're not, sign up and um, we'll send that out to you. All right. Can we talk about something real quick? Yes. Do you have a present for me? I do, actually, but Ooh. it's not worth sharing Shoot. on the podcast. Aww. Every now and then we read some really nice reviews on the podcast. <laughs> That's what I was getting ready to talk about. <laughs> I was getting ready to say the same thing. Okay. Can I tell you what I was going to say? Am I going to ruin it for you right no. now? No. Because I'm getting excited. Go ahead. You know what I was thinking? The greatest form of flattery is somebody that hates you so much they have to come back for more. That doesn't even make sense. Like, if you hate us so much, why are you listening again? Right? Yes. So, some context here. (laughs) 
you know, every now and then we read reviews on the podcast as a way to thank people for listening. And it's just, it's great feedback and it kind of gives us the mo- the momentum to keep going. Yeah, and it's just nice. our morale. Yeah, it's right. great. Like, we do this for fun. This is not our job. We do this strictly out of passion. And so to be like in an effort to be as transparent as possible, we wanted to talk about a couple negative reviews we got. <laughs> So, back when we first started, so this is 11 months ago. Dang, really? Yeah, we started in January. We're in November. So, 11 months ago, we got a bad review from somebody saying, she gave us like, I'm guessing it's a she. She gave us one star and said Mm -hmm. we were boring and one of us sounded half asleep. That was totally me. (laughs) So, I was like, Shannon, drink a bunch of coffee. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. So, fast forward 11 months later, I was scrolling through iTunes and somebody, wh- whoever you are, tell me who you are because the the username was was buy from and she left us an amazing like long thoughtful review. Like it was so sweet. I sent a screenshot to Shannon. I'm like, "Who is this person? They were so nice to us." I was like, "I'll podcast every day for this girl." I know. Oh my god. She said, "Come to Pittsburgh and come thrifting with us." So anyway, I'm reading this review from her and I'm like, "Oh, this is so great." And then I scroll down and I saw that this person edited their review from like 11 months ago. She came back for more. She said, "We're so awful." Kind of boring, edited. <laughs> I was like, oh, shoot. One sounds half asleep. Edit. The latest episode is awful. Why have someone on that hates thrift stores? I found her insulting. Who cares about Lizzo on a thrift podcast? Not everyone is quoting her. (laughs) So here's what I have to say. I want to say that we hear you. We thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. We are sorry that you found our interview with a non-thrifter insulting to thrifters. However, I am wondering if she listened to the entire episode, because if she heard us singing and rapping, I think it would have sent her over the edge. Oh, yeah. We would have probably got it even better. (laughs) Like, broke. It would have broke our podcast. (laughs) I also didn't realize that quoting Lizzo on a quote thrift podcast would be such a trigger. I know, man. Man. Do you know what I have to say about that? Oh. Oh, come on. Shampoo press, get you out of my hair. Okay, back to it. Oh, so I think Dina knows Lizzo now. Oh, oh I, I know her hard now. I'm so excited. So I think it's always important when you receive negative feedback, even if it's not constructive feedback, to recognize it as a positive thing. Uh-huh. And this experience truly reminded me of what an incredible community of listeners we've had. We've had people who have tuned in since the very beginning. They engage with us they send us comments they send us stories they send us pictures of things that they said reminded them of us Uh and it's been it's been an amazing experience so with all that i wanted to give away a custom tote that i made for my shop it's called secondhand squad and you could take it to go thrifting and all you have to do is sign up through this link that i'll put in the show notes on the blog and if you're already signed up for the mailing list you're, you're automatically entered. And if you want Dina and I to sign it, we totally will. <laughs> I'm sure and they're going to be like, no, don't put graffiti on our bag. <laughs> I have the worst signature, too. Me, too. They're like, they sent me a defective bag. <laughs> 
But it, it, it's my way of thanking you for being kind human beings. Seriously, so much fun feedback from you guys. Such a great experience. Shannon Poop sent me down in the salon chair. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know why she, why she was, why she's still listening. Yeah, I have no idea. It doesn't make any sense. Like, all the other podcasts just must be so great that she was like, let me find that crappy one again. <laughs> I want to be mad today. Rah. All right, so we have a sort of heavy topic today, and it's one that we've been thinking about since the very beginning of this podcast. Fast fashion. Fast fashion and the impact it has on our environment, the fashion industry, the people who make the clothes, and um, we're going to offer some solutions that we think will help us, definitely, in our personal lives and our listeners. Right? Because, I mean, we have to think, we really do have to think about the consumer because fast fashion is everywhere we go every day, and it's just... It's overwhelming because you now have a guilt attached to something that you want to buy. So you've have you seen the true cost? Yes. Okay. So many of us have seen it, and I know a lot of people have been inspired by it. But the true cost is an eye-opening documentary on Netflix. Um, it's about the realities of the environmental and humanitarian impact that fast fashion production and consumption is having on the world. So let's provide some context here. Like, let's talk about what the current state is of mass production and consumption. Because the consumption is what feeds the production. It's kind of like this cycle. Like, we want more, 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 more. Right. We want everything now. We want the newest stuff now. And the more we want it, the more they're going to keep pumping it out, pumping it out. Right, exactly. And specifically, we're going to be talking about clothes for this episode. So according to the True Cost documentary, and they've done research, the world is consuming about 80 billion new pieces of clothing every year. And this is 400% more than what we've consumed 20 years ago. Wow, that's like, that's insane to me. That doesn't even make sense. 400%? Like that's, like most of us can remember what, like our shopping habits 20 years ago. Like it's not that long ago. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, we were living with our parents, but it was like, you're getting new clothes right before school starts and that's it. You better make those last till next year. If you get a hole in it, mom's going to sew it up and you're still going to wear those funky whatever. Yeah. All right. Something something that I looked into was um, the 50s compared to now. Like if you look at the cost of things in the 50s compared to now, it's drastically different, but you also have to look at inflation. Mm -hmm. So $50 in 1950 is like 500 bucks now. So it's a big difference, right? So if you think like, oh, grandma spent 50 bucks on a dress back in 1950 and it was you they made it in the u.s like we weren't we weren't shipping things out to be made back then like everything was made in the u.s or you know really in the 50s women were making their own dresses they were buying patterns buying fabric coming home making a dress i don't even think 50 dollars is reasonable to think that somebody was spending that much on a dress especially somebody you know middle class so in the 1950s, we spent about 10% of our paycheck on clothes, where today we spend like 3% on our clothes. And, and we have double, if not more, the amount of clothes in our closet. You know, back in the day, in the 50s, women bought a dress to go throughout the whole year. Things were so much different back then because they had one pair of everything or they had the nice pair and then they had the everyday pair. You know, where today, I mean, how many stockings or, you know, hose or tights or whatever do you have? Like, 
eight pair, you know, or leggings or like we all have so much of each thing because we have grown up in this society to where we think that we need to have multiple or one for every day in the daytime and one for every day for nighttime wear. You know, there's just so many facets to the idea of what we need to have in our closet compared to the need that there was back in the 50s when they're coming, you know, they were coming off of like the Great Depression. So they had less and they knew how to deal with having less where we are like, no, we're America, we're rich, we can have as much as we want of everything. Well, that stat with the difference between what we were spending then and now, so it was, we were spending more, but now we're spending less, but we have more stuff. And, right. and and everything you just said to me is like quality over quantity. Right. It's different. That's not the case now. Now it's quantity, 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 quantity. Exactly. How, exactly what you said. How much of this can I have? Right. And so many of us, I'm guilty of that. I'm mm. totally 100% guilty of that. The more we do that, the more that these brands keep pumping out stuff. And fast fashion is a major contributor to that. Really, fast fashion is what created this mass consumption and mass production right and so let's define what fast fashion means because i there are a lot of people that i've talked to that are like i'm not really quite sure what that means so fast fashion is inexpensive clothing that's produced rapidly by mass market retailers in response to the latest trends so they will kind of rip off of the latest runway or the latest celebrity looks and then they're just pumping it out at like a crazy rapid speed i think i've even read zara where we used to have four seasons maybe even two of clothing like you were saying like Mm -hmm. we you go back to school or there was fall and spring at one point zara was pumping out um, season like once a week like mm-hmm. clo- new stuff once a week once a right. week once a week right yeah so that's that's just the general definition of what fast fashion is so some brands would be like forever 21 which just filed for bankruptcy h&m zara uh, even old navy's considered fast fashion walmart target walmart i mean if you're getting a pair of jeans for 12.94 like yeah <laughs> yeah you know but and and then you think about the deals, deals, deals at Target, because every time you go in there, everything's on clearance. But it's because they're pumping out new, Mm -hmm. and then they're taking the new clothes that just came out four weeks ago and throwing them on clearance, and then you're getting a deal, you know, but are you really getting a deal if it's hurting the environment? You know, it just depends on what is important to you, like we've said so many times. Right, Um, like what what you just said right there is like, are you really getting a good deal? And like, that's kind of like the title of that documentary. Like, what is the true cost? Right, right. right. Like, what is the true cost of this deals, deals, deals? Right. Because they're pumping out so many new styles so often means that companies use cheap labor, outsourced to places that don't have child labor laws, are laws about working closely with dangerous chemicals, and of course, the workers that are underpaid and overworked. Mm-hmm. This is how we get BOGO jeans at Old Navy. In the documentary, it's just soul-crushing. It is. You see what these women, and the majority of them are women, who are working in the garment industry, and just the stories, their personal stories and the and the the kind of like abuse that they're enduring in these work environments is just it's honestly it is just soul crushing. It is. It makes you think second like it makes you rethink everything you've ever purchased. Yeah. I mean, we do we live in a capitalist society where, you know, the more you have the better. We've been taught that. We've grown up that way. So we have to like deprogram our mm-hmm. brains to think that more is better. Yeah. And 
I mean, a huge part of it is the hunt. It's just like going thrifting, but it's like, how often do you just lay in bed and you're bored? So you start searching for something new that you want, or you think you need like, oh, I just think I need a skirt with pockets in it. So I'm just going to sit on Amazon and search for a skirt with pockets. And then suddenly you find a skirt with pockets that only costs like $15. You have to think, where is this coming from? Who Mm -hmm. had to make this? Mm -hmm. What had to happen to make this? I know that it's deep and a lot of people are just like, just give me a skirt with pockets and settle down. I mean, once you, there's like a psychological twist behind it because I think that once you find that skirt and you purchase that skirt, you get it home and you kind of forget about it. And then you're off to the next thing. You detach yourself from that. You do. It no longer has that value to you as it did when you were on the hunt for it. And then you have it and then now you're on to the next thing and you, you haven't even thought twice about like, how am I going to wear this? Or yeah. do I really need yeah. this? Or does it even fit into my wardrobe? Yeah. So high production equals more waste. We have become a throwaway society and we start to view our stuff as replaceable. Right. You know, and I don't think it's like a secret to anybody. Like it's like in the news and popping up on your feed constantly that we're a throwaway society that, you know, we, the fa- the whole idea of fast fashion and that we need to stop or that we need to save our environment by shopping sustainably. But I think it's hard to wrap your mind around, okay, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. So let's talk then about the waste because that's sort of like the highlight of this episode and how we can reduce the waste. You can't compost clothes. So when right. you throw away clothes, which I cannot believe that this still happens, they sit in a landfill and then they produce a potent gas that's just terrible for the environment. Right. One thing that I read that I thought was really interesting, so we wear a lot of sort of synthetic man-made fibers, polyester, all of those things essentially act like plastic when they're in landfills. Mm -hmm. And so they could take hundreds of years to biodegrade. Right. And so that's why you'll see a lot of these sustainable brands are using or all natural materials. So then there's there's the waste on the consumer's part, right? Like these things aren't built to last. So then they we wear them a few times, they end up in a landfill or they end up at a thrift store. But then there's also a lot of waste that goes into the production of the clothing. Mm -hmm. Right. And then like something that blew my mind was the fashion industry is the biggest pollutant of clean water. Mm-hmm. It just blew my mind because clean water is such a huge importance in our society right now. It's something that we're worried about for our children that that if they are going to have clean water, it's something that's already hit other countries where they've completely run out of clean water. And I just, I'm shocked that the things that I wear could contribute to mm-hmm. that problem. Because mm-hmm. so, I just think like, oh, I don't have anything to do with that. Hopefully everything works out. But like the things that I'm buying from Old Navy could literally directly relate to the clean water problem. And, and I, I feel guilty about it. Yeah. And there's a lot of stuff out there about how much water is used to produce clothing and how much water is used to produce the cotton that we're wearing. Right. Um, And yeah, and like how those dyes um, end up in uh, getting dumped into waterways. Right. And all the chemicals. There's just so much waste on the front end of it and the back end of it. And it's it's so much bigger than us. It makes you feel really, really, really overwhelmed. It It does. It makes you feel guilty. And then sometimes when big kind of societal or cultural issues become so much bigger than the average person you kind of pull back and you're like 
I can't fix this on my own. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I feel I feel like that about a, about like a lot of political issues that are happening where yep. I'm just like, okay, let me just get off my phone. I don't know what to do. I can't solve this problem. Yeah, it's so overwhelming. And I feel that way about fast fashion and the impact it's having on women and children overseas and the the impact it's having on the environment. Right. But I think there are some solutions. I don't think it's going to be fixed overnight. Like the same way it took years for this to be created, it's going to take years for us to undo it. Right. And we are seeing it sort of kind of dismantle a little bit. Like we are seeing Forever 21 is filing for bankruptcy. The generation coming up now, they're much more informed than we ever were. And the internet has a lot to do with that. Right. And so they're in tune with it. They really are. They're like, this is my future. I'm going to live here, not you. Right. So all of these things, I think, have had a huge impact on secondhand shopping. Mm Mm-hmm. And so let's talk about some solutions that could help people kind of chip away at this massive problem. Right. I'm sure that even less us talking about it right now, like the fact that we're having this conversation is helping other people start to think about it, helping other people start to think of solutions. Like we're going to give them solutions, but like just like starting to think about the impact, think about the idea of fast fashion. Yeah, you might go to Target and buy something tomorrow, but you know, maybe a week ago you would have bought five things and tomorrow you're going to buy one. Like yep. it, a little bit, like you're saying, chipping away at the problem. We can't fix it all in one go. Absolutely. One solution is to simply stop buying these brands as much as you can, as much as reality allows you to do so. I think knowing all of these things will help you make better decisions. But I'm not, I don't want to be, I don't want people to listen to this and be like, this is unattainable. Yeah. yeah. Like you just, you just, you try to make good decisions every day as much as you can. I think we have to put more thought into what we're buying, how long it's going to last. Is it worth it? Do I really need it? Yeah. Buying less, choosing well, and making it last. I think the next thing you can do is wear things as long as you possibly can. I I'm really good at this and I've always been really good at this. I just got rid of a pair of corduroy that I think I've had for at least 10 years. And it's almost like I feel like other big girls like me are going to understand where I'm coming from. But when you find something that fits and looks good on you, you're comfortable in, you feeling yourself in, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? You're lizzoing yourself in. Yeah, like that you're not going to get rid of that. Yeah. I think a big problem is people get sick of Mm -hmm. fashion. Like they get sick of seeing the same, and they want the new trendy things that they're seeing on Pinterest or wherever. Yeah. So another thing you can do is trying slow fashion. So slow fashion is the opposite of fast fashion. It's clothing that's ethically, um, sustainably made. So made from natural materials, um, the the working conditions are fair and and safe, but the downfall to that, that it is very, very expensive. Right. I think we're getting better now. We're seeing more affordable, uh, sustainable brands. Um, they're also not size inclusive, not all of them. Generally speaking, um, it's very hard to find size inclusive, sustainable brands. Right. Um, I'm seeing a few more pop up here and there. Um, maybe your entire wardrobe isn't slow fashion, but maybe you start with maybe those essentials, things that you know you're going to wear all the time and then start building from there. And there, there is a coalition that you can look up. It has like all the brands that are connected to it. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, that's pretty cool. Another great way is to participate in clothing swaps. Mm -hmm. Um, You tell me about these all the time. I'm always nervous to go to them because I'm always thinking like, there's no way there's going to be somebody there that has the same size as me. So I'd really like to try this. They're awesome. And there's actually one coming up in Akron pretty soon here in November or December. See, but that mentality, though, like, if so many of us are like, oh, I'm not going to go because they don't have my size, then they'll never have that size. Right. Like, it's only as inclusive as its members. Yeah. So if we're not contributing to it, um, or if people aren't, of all sizes aren't contributing, then then you're going to get a bunch of the same size. Yeah, that's true. It's awesome. And it's Mm -hmm. a great way to just freshen up your wardrobe and and try things new for free. Yeah. A solution that has really resonated with me to help me reduce waste, clothing waste, is organizing my my closets in a way that doesn't make me want to shop more. Ooh. This is a real big problem for me. Yeah, I'm surprised that this exists for you. <laughs> yeah, so I have always had ample closet space in every place that I've lived. And this has always been a problem because it's like more space, let's fill it up with more clothes. Yep. I tend to separate my clothes seasonally Mm -hmm. and so every the beginning of every season like let's say i didn't take my fall stuff out i'm like going and buying the same things that i had last year yeah and then i take out my fall stuff i'm like dina you already had a black leather jacket (laughs) so there are a lot of different ways you can organize your closet like pinterest is like bursting at the seams with tips on how to do it yeah and last but not least shop secondhand i mean duh (laughs) shocker did you not think we were gonna talk about this (laughs) Yeah, so shopping secondhand is an amazing way to reduce the waste. We have the power. Right. We're the consumers. We have the power to slow it down and to choose to shop used. Right. It's so funny because remember when we started this podcast or in January, my big thing was going to be, I'm only going to shop secondhand. I've done really well. Typically by this point in the year, I have been on old navy and spent at least five hundred dollars by now i think that i have not purchased one thing from old navy this year maybe wait wait maybe one thing maybe one thing like oh a shirt i bought a shirt from old navy this year that's it that's awesome like usually like i'm not even making it up because right now is when all the 50 percent stuff comes out and i go on there and i don't even need anything but i'm like but it's 50 percent off and i just start loading my card up Every year I spend at least $500 at Old Navy. And seriously, I think I've bought one $20 shirt all year long because I did buy some jeans, but I took them back. So Yeah, and I've noticed you say things here and there like, I was going to buy it and then I was like, no, let me check the thrift store first. Yeah. So you're really, you're really reprogramming your habits. I really am. And after, you know, before it was about money and now... It's really like I'm starting to think about the environment. I'm starting to think about the people that have to work with these nasty chemicals mm-hmm. and work for hardly any money. And, yeah. you know, I realize all that is so much bigger than us, like you said. But it really, like if one person at a time changes their habits, you know, maybe 10 years from now, maybe things will change. Well, speaking of 10 years from now. Uh-oh, uh-oh. We've heard a lot of depressing stats today. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about some refreshing stats okay. and some some there's hope and the hope is thrifting. Um, so ThreadUp releases a resale report every year, which I love. I read the whole thing, and if you don't know what ThreadUp is, it's like a major online resale shop. So I was reading the one from this year. It came out a few months ago. So more than half of women 
bought or are now willing to buy secondhand. Wow. Um, secondhand is projected to grow one and a half times the size of fast fashion in the next 10 years. Dang. I'm nervous. That means our thrift store prices are going to go up. (laughs) It's really interesting. It's going to be really interesting to see what the secondhand scene is Uh going to be like. It's become such a hot mainstream topic right now. And it's awesome. And I really do think that a huge part of it is sustainability. Yeah. We are so much more aware now what is happening to our environment. And we're such a global community now. Like we we know what's happening in other countries more so more than we ever did before. Right. Another really cool stat that I read on there that I'm super excited about and I tell everybody I talk to about this is that secondhand is on track to make 13% of people's closets. Dang. So like for me and you we're like we're we're ninety nine percent guys. <laughs> But for, you know, the majority of closets, 13% is a pretty good chunk. It is. Compared to people that might have zero. Right. For the most part. And that's just going to keep going up and up and up. So um, there's a sustainable movement on the rise and and thrifting is playing a a big part of that. Right. So just to kind of wrap this up, my advice is find one part of this whole topic that you're passionate about. So maybe it's human rights, uh, environmental waste, or whatever it is that that struck a chord with you and make a small change. It could be every day, it could be every week, it could be every month, it could be once a year. If we all just make those tiny little changes, we can all make a big difference, I think. I mean, it sounds really cheesy, but I that's how I feel. I'm like, this is such a big issue. I feel like for me, shopping secondhand is helping a little bit. Totally. I totally agree with you. What's the most exciting thing you've thrifted in the last week? It wasn't in the last week because I've been going to thrift stores like crazy and not finding anything. But the last cool thing I bought was a sweater with an alpaca on it. Oh, a Christmas sweater. When you showed me that. I know. I could not believe my eyes. Yeah, you, you were like, you did not thrift that. That's amazing. It really is. I can't wait to wear it. You just said something that is it really got me thinking. You've been going to thrift stores a lot. Yes. And you're not finding anything. I'm not finding. I remember I told you I need new tennis shoes. Okay. Isn't that kind of a relief sometimes? Oh, yeah. When I walk out of there and don't have to use my coupon, I'm like, bye. <laughs> I sometimes, I'm not going to lie. Lately, I've been feeling that way where I'm like, I'm not finding anything and I'm feeling pretty good about it. Yeah. It was kind yeah. of a relief because I'm like, I didn't really want to spend money to begin with. But right. I also didn't want to see something that was going to tempt me. Yeah. Like you go in there and you're like, okay, everybody got all the good stuff. I can go. Okay, I have been thrifting things that are on my Amazon wish list. Oh my God, what? I know on Instagram it's all about like the cool and expensive and quirky things. Let me tell you, everyday thrifters get high off of finding everyday things. You know what I'm talking about? But tell me more. Okay, so like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) All these things in my Amazon cart. Okay, first of all, I've been wanting to buy contact paper like the sticky paper for some kind of sensory projects with janine and i was kind of expensive yeah it was like ten dollars i threw it in my amazon card i'm like all right i'll get around to doing this yeah go to goodwill where is it right in my face a dollar Ooh, these are the kinds of things i'm talking about like thrifting does not have to be glamorous exactly because you're never going to be like i'm gonna thrift some contact paper you have to just randomly find it the fact that i thought about it put it on my list didn't buy it right away from amazon Mm -hmm. and then 
when you make thrifting a lifestyle, you just go often mm-hmm. and you're like, look at that. I'm like, I can't Instagram this because people aren't going to care that I thrifted contact no, paper. No, not even a little bit. <laughs> but it's so, it's so fulfilling. Like it I is. saved, I saved $9. 90%. You can you can buy anything. You can it, find anything you put you on your list. Find anything else on your Amazon list? Yes. I did, Shannon. Tell me more. Okay, so we you know, we cleaned out our basement for three oh. hours. <laughs> and I was like, all right, we're about to get hella organized down here. Mm-hmm. And I got one of those like nine ten drawer. Did I show it to you? No, but I know exactly what you're talking on about. Wheels, yeah. And it's all different colors. Oh, those are cute. Yeah. That's a, you had that in your Amazon card? Yeah, I, yeah. Nice job. How much was it? Fifteen dollars. Nice. And I didn't have to assemble it. Nice. Aren't they like almost fifty bucks? Yeah. In real life. Dang. Okay. I want to know other things that I everyday things Please. that I thrifted. Everyday thrifter. You're right. This is like a get high moment. I'm so like when I saw the contact paper, I was more excited about the contact paper than the the drawers. drawers. Oh my Because I'm like, come on, what are the chances? <laughs> We're literally an SNL skit right now. (laughs) Okay. It's late on a Friday. We're tired and we're punchy over contact paper. Oh my God. I tell you other things about. (laughs) Please tell me. Tell me more. Okay. So then I'm doing this whole new toy rotation with Janine. Yeah. What's that about? Oh, it's so cool. I found this blogger on Instagram. So awesome. Because kids get sick of their toys mm-hmm. and they don't play with them. And so she has this really cool toy rotation schedule. And she tells you what kind of toys to put out every week. They don't need more than 10 to 12 toys at a time. Mm-hmm. So I was really excited about this. So I was kind of, I got rid of all this like junky stuff that's just not educational at all. And I made a list of some toys that I've just at some point want to find, right? And I found all of them. All of them. Yes, Shannon. I Shut found, up. I found Lincoln Logs. Ooh, ooh those are expensive. Yeah. <laughs> I found this, like, little people train set thing. Oh, little people? Like, for real little people? Yeah. Those are my favorite. I love little people. So far, you're telling me everything that I love. I love little people. I love Lincoln Logs. Yeah. I'm going to hang out with Janine. <laughs> God, this episode was so depressing. We needed to laugh. I know. Okay, tell me more. Little people, Lincoln Logs. Melissa and Doug. Yes. Chalkboard marker easel. Dang, that's a good one. $5. Anything Melissa and Doug make me so happy. Melissa and Doug, three-piece block set, $4. Did you find this all at the same Goodwill? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Then everybody bullied me into decorating for Christmas. Yeah, because I don't like. It's not that I don't like. Are you going to put up a tree? I mean, yeah, my sister bullied me into it. So anyway, I'm like, okay, obviously it's going to be a thrift miss around here. (laughs) So I went to Goodwill, and I was like, "How much is this Magic Johnson ornament?" (laughs) (laughs) Shut up right now! What? It's shaped like Magic Johnson, and he's shooting a basketball. Oh my god! How does this exist? I was like, oh man. Were they like, it's free? No, they were like, look, it's 50 cents or you can fill this whole bag for $3. How many ornaments did they have that you could fill a bag for $3? Oh, Shannon, I barely scratched the surface. Are you serious? Yeah. And 
We got 56 ornaments. Oh, my God, for $3? We split, me and Neri split them. Oh, that's good stuff. And, but my tree's about to be so tacky. Oh, it's like yeah. Teddy bears from the 80s <laughs> and Magic Johnson from the 90s. <laughs> Like modern day buffalo plaid house. Oh my god, (laughs) Dina, can you thrift your Christmas tree? Um, I saw a bunch there. I I need your help. I do. I this is you're the boss of Christmas. Do you know what I does that place still exist? Ohio thrift store, yeah. I saw that they have a bunch of Christmas trees, like brand new. Were you in there? No, I saw it like on Facebook or something. Okay, help me. I thought it was weird that they had a bunch of Christmas trees brand new. Oh, no, they probably bought them liquidation. Okay. I think that's where you should buy it. I'll go with you. Open your stuff. I'm trying to be tight. so tight. Just rip the bag open. Who? What? Like- I'm going to sit here and watch you untie that knot. <laughs> Making you watch a YouTube video or something? <laughs> like, who does that? <laughs> I got Shannon a green and navy plaid vintage blazer. Oh, it's so cute. Do I have, Dina, am I like hanging with Mr. Cooper in this? Like, what, <laughs> what do I do? Dina, this it's is so fun. freaking cute. You look great. What, where, can I wear all black underneath? Yeah. And have this on? Oh, oh. Should I wear a so necklace? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wear a gold necklace. Ooh, or a pink one. Ooh, yeah. Okay, I got this for you. Oh, I'm so pumped. I got this for you from the Access Jewelry event. <laughs> life i thought you were serious i thought it'd be serious no it is serious uh, it's a serious gift do you know what's really funny at first i was like it's a turtle that's sh- what i thought shell with no head i thought it was a turtle too but then i'm like it's an igloo <laughs> what god i'm so wearing this it's so cute How why was this real why didn't you why wouldn't you want to wear an igloo <laughs> 1979. No way. Oh, yeah. Oh, that makes it even more special. Let me see. Because I didn't realize, like, somebody in the 70s wore that. Okay, okay. I was nervous Like, that it's you that old. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. I, I mean, thought it was from Claire's. Let me see. No, this is mine now. I don't want the igloo. I just want to see. <laughs> Thanks, Dina. No problem. Thanks for listening to Allow Us to Rethrift Deduce Ourselves. For episode show notes, links, photos, and more, go to dinasdays.com slash podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at dinasdays and fat don't crack and sign up for our mailing list so you can get episode notifications sent directly to your email.